Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everybody, and welcome. God, I feel like it's been a while since we've both been on together, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, I, mean, I think it has, <laughs> actually, because you know, I, I took off a little bit of time in Argent- in uh, December traveling in Argentina. And actually, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as an example later on in this episode, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a while since you and I have been, both been on at the same time. Yeah, it is. But welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. <laughs> and... If you all want to wish Brian a happy birthday in the chats, because today is his birthday, someone put him oh, out there. Oh, I didn't know we were going there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Making I me did. feel old. Long in the tooth. <laughs> oh, long in the tooth. Wow. Okay. Um, this week, we are going to be talking about um, the gift of time and making your job optional with passive income and me the being best birthday gift you could give yourself serious yes <laughs> especially the gift of time um That's right. the older you get but i thank everybody for tuning in let us know where you are um tuning in from um any questions you have throw them in the the comments in the chat and um with that Brian, let, let's talk about how employment depletes us sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's familiar with that, that feeling of being totally exhausted on, on a Friday evening. But, um, you know, most of us live more or less hand to mouth, right? I mean, most people spend the overwhelming majority of their paychecks on their living expenses. And when they get a raise... Uh, they tell themselves that they're going to save more money and, and invest more, you know, for for retirement, for their kids' college tuitions, you know, uh, for for maybe buying a house or whatever. Um, and then they don't. And then they <laughs> they, were the, they go out and they find ways to spend that money, whether it's moving into a uh, larger apartment or a larger home, whether it's buying a, a, a slicker car, uh, buying fancier clothes, going out to dinner more often the funny thing is is when you're young like that you don't think about like time being but it is you think you'll live forever right (laughs) and then you get older and you realize oh i didn't need a bigger house or a fancy car (laughs) (laughs) well and to to that point time is the only non-renewable resource that we have right i mean you can always go out and make more money you can always um you can even go out and make more friends, deepen your relationships with your existing friends or family members. I mean, these are all renewable resources. You have a limited amount of time on this planet and you don't know how long that is, right? I mean, any of us could be struck by lightning tomorrow. Um, but whatever, however much longer we're all around on this planet, limited amount of time. And there's really nothing you can do to extend that short of eating your vegetables more <laughs> and, and, you know, quitting smoking and so forth. But um, yeah, it's a, it, time is the only truly non-renewable resource that we all have. And that makes it the most precious and valuable resource that we all have. Uh, again, you can always go out and make more money. So when you take control 
of your money, you also take control of your time. Uh, so put away by reaching financial freedom, you also reach time freedom. Uh, when you can cover your living expenses, or at least a big chunk of your living expenses with passive income from investments, and you don't have to go into your full-time job anymore in order to, to survive, uh, full-time job becomes optional and you regain total control over your time. So and this that's is why doable. This is so I mean, we've interviewed so many people that have done this. We have There's people in their 30s with little babies that have control over their own time. Absolutely. People who have reached financial independence, financial freedom, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that is, that is true freedom. <laughs> when you control your time, uh, you control your, your life in its entirety. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we can... We can talk about ways to build passive income, and we're going to talk about uh, lots of different passive income streams you can create. But I do, I want to give this example from how I spent the holidays. Uh, I did what's called a red month. Uh, I, I didn't coin that term. I can't remember who did coin that term. It was someone I, I heard on a Choose FI podcast episode, but I loved the term. <clears throat> um, a red month is when you take a block of time, you know, a month theoretically, and you cross a big X, red X through it. Uh, and you don't schedule any meetings and you don't schedule any obligations, work obligations, uh, and you go and do whatever it is you want to do. And it doesn't mean you don't work at all. I mean, I still did uh, plenty of work while I was traveling with my family in Argentina. Uh, but we spent almost a month traveling around Patagonia, uh, hiking, uh, visiting wine country in, in um, Mendoza, uh, going down to the southern tip of the continent in Ushuaia and, you know, seeing the penguins and the cormorants and, and all that. Um, and that's the kind of thing that you can do when you have more control over your, your money and your time. I'm not financially independent. Um, I, I don't think of myself as even being necessarily close to being financially independent. But by building these passive income streams, <clears throat> and by, it helps to be self-employed, right? <laughs> um, you know, Denny and I are co-founders of Spark Rental. So that helps too. Um, but you can do this with, with freelance work, uh, with consulting work. You know, there's all kinds of ways to do this. Um, but by having those streams of passive income, not being so dependent on a full-time job, you have the freedom and flexibility to do things like a red month. Um, and that is incredible. You know, a, a variation of that, a longer term variation of that, people sometimes talk about many retirements. Well, they'll, they'll go and they'll, they'll suspend their job or quit their job or, uh, you know, take a sabbatical from their job for, three months, six months, nine months, you know, whatever, uh, and go and travel or go and spend time with family, um, you know, what it is that they want to do before returning to full-time work. So many retirements are another variation on this that, that people sometimes do. Uh, and again, it helps a lot to have passive income streams, uh, you know, whether those are Absolutely. from real estate or, or from other things like, like dividend paying stocks or, or bonds or whatever. Um, and then the the most extreme version of this is, I, I hate this term barista fire, but I'm going to use it just because some people are familiar with it. The idea is that you may not have enough passive income to cover all of your living expenses, but you have enough to quit your high stress, high octane day job and then go and pick up work that you find more enjoyable mm -hmm. uh, or that you are more passionate about. Um, so hence the term barista fire where you know someone <laughs> quits their their high stress office job and they go and 
work as a barista at Starbucks or, you know, whatever, or working in a winery, pouring wines, you know, uh, whatever it is, some kind of laid back job. Uh, but a, a theme that Denny and I have, have noticed again and again and again with the people that we've had on this show, people who have reached financial independence with real estate or through other means, um, is that none of them are actually retired, <laughs> right? Like all of them went on to do some other type of work. Now, right. not high stress day job work. Um, in many cases, they went on to start a business. Like Rick Orford uh, launched the financially independent mm-hmm. millennial. Um, well, you know, so sometimes, sometimes they start online businesses. Sometimes they go work for nonprofits. Like Ashley Thompson, uh, she trains seeing eye dogs now. Um, as, that is so that's that's very cool. I love that. Yeah. So you know, some people volunteer full time. Like actually, I don't think Ashley gets paid to do that. I, I think she. I think that's all volunteer. But mm-hmm. the point is, people go out and they they find work that they are passionate about. Sometimes that pays quite well, sometimes that doesn't pay well at all. Um, But with passive income streams, you don't need to cover all of your living expenses necessarily to go create your perfect life. You just need enough to cover the gap between what your dream work pays and what you want to live on. And let's be clear that, you know, you could quit your job today and go do your dream work um, and just spend less money, right? I right. mean, if, if you took a 30% pay cut, you could just spend 30% less and go live your dream life right now. Um, but of course, that involves cutting back on your spending, which not everyone wants to do. And I understand that even if I uh, you know, don't necessarily want to encourage that mentality, I understand it. Um, so what you can do is just aim to create enough passive income from your investments to bridge that gap between your your dream work and your target living expenses. Um, so, you know, if, if you live on sixty grand a year, I'm making up numbers. <laughs> just make, if, but if you if you live on sixty grand a year and your dream job pays fifty grand a year, then you need ten grand a year in passive income, uh, and that is a much more feasible number than covering the entire sixty, right? Which is what we typically talk about with financial independence, um, you know, of covering a hundred percent of your living expenses with passive income. You don't need right. to do that. You just need enough to help you bridge that gap so you can go out and, and live your dream lifestyle, doing your dream work. So uh, anyway, I went on a bit of a, <laughs> a rant there, but um, so all it's, right, just, let's it's just a whole like our, the mindset of my parents and and even a good bit of of mine for many years was that you work 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 and then you retire and you know it's it's kind of funny because if you retire then you're older you don't know if you could travel you don't know if you could do all these things who knows because as you get older you're more susceptible to sicknesses and just being older and i just think that if we all changed our mindsets we would have a lot of happier people, really. No question. And, you know, you, you raised a very good point about the, the 20th century model of retirement. Uh, so, for example, my, my father has basically worked for one employer his entire life. Now, his job has evolved over time. I mean, uh, now he, he's the president of the company, but he didn't start there, of course. Um, you know, he started in the, the proverbial mailroom or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he will basically retire from that career and 
then be sitting around twiddling his thumbs and won't really know what to do with himself, even though he'll still hopefully be quite healthy. Uh, and that's kind of the problem with this, this 20th century model of retirement is you work for 40 or 50 years, they throw you an office party on a Friday and they give you the gold <laughs> watch or whatever, and then you disappear forever from, from the working world entirely and you don't know what to do with yourself. Your spouse is frustrated with you because you're suddenly hanging around the house all the time. Uh, so a better model is to, you know, do, to, is to switch over to your dream work earlier rather than later, mm -hmm. something that you're super passionate about um, and that you have more control over theoretically um, because you don't need it to survive. Um, so you can then go off and have a whole series of other, if you want to call them post-retirement careers or, you know, post-fi careers or whatever you want to call them. There's not really a perfect name for these, but, you know, a series of jobs that are post high stress career uh, that, that are much more flexible, much more fun, much more meaningful to you, fulfilling. Um, you know, like I said, you could go pour wine in a winery if you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> and drink and it. Then, and drink it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and scale those back to part-time if you so choose. Uh, whereas most of these kind of high stress career jobs, it's really hard to go part-time on those and to kind of gradually scale them mm -hmm. back and like into to phase into retirement. So I'm a huge fan of these sort of like semi-fi, semi-retirement kind of jobs. Um, you know, whether you're working full-time or part-time, whether it's fun work, meaningful work, you know, hopefully all of the above. Um, but I, I, I would very much encourage people to think differently about retirement. Um, and have a much more kind of fluid view of it where it's this spectrum. It's not this full stop where you go from 60 to zero in 2.4 seconds, right? So on that note, yeah, Denny, let's get tactical here and let's talk about ways to build passive income streams. And, you know, you and I have talked, we've we talked about this some over the years, mm -hmm. but, you know, it never hurts to, to recap this because people tend to walk away with at least one new idea when we walk through some of these ideas for creating passive income streams. Right. So start us off here. What, what do you like for, uh, for streams of passive income? Um, well, I'm going to hit rental properties, although there is work course, involved in that, but it is a passion of mine. I, I've managed all my life and I, I actually like it. And, um, you know, there's so many advantages. The, the, most likely properties increase in value. Somebody else is paying the mortgage. And, um, it's, you know, my husband and I have properties and chances are those properties will be helping us uh, retire. They already are. Um, so I think properties is definitely a good, good way. Um, the other thing that we've talked about is business income. Um, I know that I currently own a business uh, with Brian, surprise, and um, it allows me to make my own schedule. So I have 12 grandchildren, one more coming, and I get to spend time with them. And that's, that's my happy place. And if I had to work a nine to five with overtime, I wouldn't be able to do that. And then we, I'm going to let Brian talk a little bit more about rights and um, crowdfunding and whatnot, but um, I'm very passionate about uh, the real estate syndications and co-investing. Um, it's investing in properties with 
without the hassles of tenants and repairs and all of that, which is amazing to me. Um, it's a fairly new concept. I'll be completely open, but I am involved now and I plan on being involved more in the future because it's, <laughs> it's, to me, it's even more, you know, stable than, than stocks. We all know what's happening uh, with this world's economy right now. And I think rentals are something that are always going to be needed, probably more so coming uh, soon. Well, you know, to, to just expand on a point that you just made there, um, that's, this is why it pays to diversify, right? Because uh, look no further than the stock market in 2022. Uh, we had a bear market. Um, NASDAQ and the S&P were down more than 20% mm. um, at, at their low point. And end of the year, not that far from that low point, actually. Um, and that, and I love stocks. I'm not trying to poo-poo them. Um, but stocks are highly vol- vol- <laughs> volatile. Easy for me to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> stocks are volatile. Um and this this is one of the many reasons why you want to diversify and create many different streams of passive income. Um, rental properties, uh, they don't have the same volatility in price that stocks do, but on a month-to-month basis, the actual cash flow that you receive is volatile because you know one month you might not have any expenses other than your mortgage, and then the next right. month you might get hit with a five thousand dollar furniture repair bill, right? So uh, that is also fluctuating income from rental properties, which is why a lot of people invest in real estate crowdfunding or publicly traded REITs. And we'll, we'll dive more into those in just a moment in real estate syndications. Uh, and since you brought that up, Denny, let's let's talk about that and how it works. I, I love real estate syndications. They're completely passive ways to invest. All you have to do is write a check or, you know, I guess in the 21st century, just send money by ACH. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you don't have to field 3 a.m. phone calls from tenants complaining about how they clogged the toilet and wanting you to come over and plunge it uh, or demanding that you change a light bulb for them. You don't have to worry about (laughs) Well, I laugh, but that happens. Um, No, I know. (laughs) You don't have to worry about maintenance, repairs. You don't have to worry about fighting property tax bills. Um, You just sit back and collect the distributions, which are typically either monthly or quarterly. Um, and much more stable, uh, much more regular than rental income. And, and then at the end, when the property sells, you get a big paycheck. <laughs> so uh, I, I love real estate syndications. They do come with their hurdles and their challenges, of course, uh, like all investments. Mm-hmm. The two big ones are that some syndicators only allow accredited investors, so wealthy investors. And that's that's a, a challenge for middle class investors. You know, finding reputable syndicators who allow non-accredited investors. Uh, that's that's one challenge. The other big challenge is meeting the high minimum investment on these. Uh, it's typically twenty-five to one hundred thousand dollars minimum investment in a real estate syndication, which, to be frank, is either out of reach or a, a big stretch for middle class right. Americans. Um, I mean, that could be their income for the entire year. So. What Denny and I have created is a, an investing club. We call it the co-investing club, where once a month we propose a syndication deal. Uh, all of them are available to non-accredited investors, and any members of the club who want in uh, can participate for five grand a person as a as a minimum investment. They can invest more if they want, uh, or they can skip the deal entirely if they're not feeling it. 
Denny and I put our own money in these deals if there's enough interest from the club in proceeding with them. Um, but it's really, uh, you know, it's a joint, you know, pooled kind of style of investing uh, where we all get together once a month, we bring the, the syndicator on so we can grow them, ask them questions, uh, and then discuss the deal afterwards and decide if, if we all want to move forward together or not. So that is one option as well. And then, you know, let's all, let's talk crowdfunding here because real estate crowdfunding Just to interrupt you for one minute, I do have a link in the chat um, if you want to learn more about co-investing and um, also about passive streams of income altogether. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, so there's a, we linked to an article so far there about 17 different passive streams of income you can create, uh, including many from real estate. So, you know, even that $5,000 minimum you know, for syndications in our co-investing club, even that is a lot of money for most people and maybe more than you want to get started with. Uh, you know, if you want to dip your toe in the waters of real estate investing with 10 bucks, a hundred bucks, crowdfunding is a great way to do that. Some platforms require a higher minimum investment, like Streetwise, for example, has a $5,000 minimum, but many uh, allow a, a $10 minimum, a $100 minimum, like Fundrise, Ground Floor, Concrete. These all allow you to invest with $10. Uh, arrived Homes, uh, which lets you buy fractional ownership in rental properties, uh, their minimum investment is $100. So you can dip your toe in the water with crowdfunding investments, uh, see how you like it, uh, and then expand from there. Uh, it's a great easy way to start. Uh, alternatively, Publicly traded REITs uh, are another easy way to start. You know, you can invest with as little as the cost of a single share, which is often 10 bucks, 20 bucks. So, you know, you can, you can start small. Uh, they're also highly liquid uh, as opposed mm. to real estate crowdfunding investments, which are not very liquid. Um, crowdfunding typically require you to leave your money locked up for three, four, five years. And if they do let you sell early, sometimes they hit you with a penalty yeah. for that. Whereas publicly traded REITs, you can buy them and sell them on public stock exchanges. So you can buy and sell at any time with no penalty. Now there is a downside to that though. And that is or two downsides. One is volatility, right? The price goes all over the place with stock, you know, just like any other stock. Uh, and the other big drawback, and to me, this is the killer, is that they have too close of a correlation with stock markets. When mm. stock markets crash, so do REIT prices, even if real estate markets are totally sound. It's and we crazy. actually, you saw that in 2020 when the stock markets did that like flash crash in uh, spring of 2020 in the pandemic, stock markets crashed and REIT prices also took a big dive, even though there was nothing <laughs> wrong with housing markets. In fact, there was, it, it kicked off a huge spike in yes. real estate values across the country for the next two years after that. So that correlation between publicly traded REITs and stock markets, to me, defeats some of the purpose of investing in real estate. I mean, I invest in real estate for diversification because you know I, I have you know, a lot of money, a lot of my uh, net worth is tied up in stocks, uh, but that I, I want to hedge against uh, stock market crashes, right? Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I invest in real estate is to diversify. But if if REITs, if your publicly traded REITs uh, crash in value right alongside stocks, uh, doesn't really provide you much diversification value. 
but you do get that liquidity, which is a big advantage. And then of course, bonds are an oldie but goodie, <laughs> uh, especially in an era of higher interest rates. Bonds suddenly become a, a decent investment again. Uh, <laughs> you know, for for most of the 21st century, interest rates have been low. Um, central banks have mostly held interest rates low for this this century, and bond yields have been pretty unattractive uh, as a result. And that's that has added another challenge for retirement planning, by the way. Um, and it's you know it's one of the reasons why people turn to things like real estate investments or, or you know have turned <laughs> to real estate right. investments uh, nowadays with interest rates a little higher uh, bonds actually offer de- decent returns in some cases i mean you know if you're if you're buying treasury bonds they're still going to be very low returns uh, but perfectly safe as well so not trying to take anything away from bonds uh, <laughs> we don't want them to get offended bonds yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we, we keep it pc around here <laughs> so so yeah is there any are, other well i mean you know there's all kinds of other things you can do for passive income you can go out there and uh create creative works, right? You know, to, to earn royalties, you know, music, uh, photography, novels, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But, you know, those are the big ones that, that I like. Um, you know, I try to keep it very simple with my investments. I invest mostly in index funds and I try to spread it around to, you know, every industry and, you know, small cap, medium, mid cap, large cap, US uh, companies, uh, emerging markets, uh, international developed markets. Um, so my stock portfolio is pretty broad and diversified and mainstream. Um, so with my real estate, I am willing to get a little bit more adventurous with like real estate crowdfunding, um, with syndications, but my, my favorite investment right now is real estate syndications, because I think you can find a sweet spot of, moderate risk, mid-range risk with very high returns. So there's that disconnect between the returns and the risk where you can do well. So Denny, uh, any final thoughts that you have about building passive income to basically buy back your future time and you know, and re- retake control over your, your future time? Well, I will tell you this. I am almost at retirement age. Um, I have no desire to retire. I'm not somebody who's going to. Good. <laughs> you can't have me going anywhere. Oh, my father was the same. My father invested in real estate. That was his his uh, big heart. But it enabled him to retire early, but he never retired. He worked right up until, yeah. So, but the nice thing is, is the choice. And I wish I would have known these things when I was in my thirties, because, you know, it's never too late and it's never too early to start, but the earlier, the better. So that's, that would be my final comments. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Please, if you enjoy what we're talking about up here, leave us positive reviews on iTunes, on Stitcher, you know, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, us get the word out and help reach more people. Uh, so, you know, we don't do a very good job of, of asking you guys to do that <laughs> on a week to week basis, um, you know, or, or plugging, plugging the show, but yeah, if you enjoy it, please, please give us a, a, a nice rating. And on that note, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Have a great week. Absolutely. Have a great week. Bye-bye.
Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you.